Welcome to this week's episode of Talking Bowls, brought to you by Three Little Ducks and Guru P. And it's uh, probably the most exciting episode of the of the year because the grand final is upon us. And uh, in the Premier League, we say we see Glenorchy Rodman taking on Sandy Bay, uh, which should be a cracking match. And uh, hopefully, it's the the close contest that uh, I guess the spectators deserve. I guess a few of the players are hoping that it's one-sided in their direction, but only time will tell to see who's good enough. Uh, in this episode today, we're going to look through all the all the grand finals, have a little bit of a talk about them, also have a quick chat about the champion champion singles in the South that concluded down at Kingborough. Uh, I've got some interviews from a few players. I went out to, the, um, to Beltana uh, Thursday afternoon to... Uh, just to catch some of the players at the training session. And then I also uh, got on the phone to Josh Teg and spoke to him as well about uh, what he thought about the grand final. So let's focus, let's look at the other divisions first and then we'll, um, we'll end focusing on the Glenorchy Rodman Sandy Bay matchup. Um, Division 1 sees Sorrell take on Jeeveston, and it's a, I think that's a, it's a pretty fair matchup that Sorrell, who the team that's earned promotion, playing against Jeeveston, who are the wise heads of the Division 1, the most recent team to have been playing in the Premier Division. And uh, I guess Brighton will be a little bit disappointed. They uh, really had a big chance of uh, finishing on top of the ladder and have ended up uh, tailing off towards the end of the season. But uh, Sorrell will be keen to show that they can beat one of the, the one of the better sides on grass. So it should be a, a great match, Sorrell versus Jeeveston. Uh, then we go to Division 2, where Glenorchy Rodman are taking on Sandy Bay. So not only are these clubs playing each other in the Premier League, they're also playing each other in Division 2. Uh, Cremorne's got to be disappointed. They finished top of the ladder, um, but losing on the Saturday, losing on the Sunday. I often think that weekend can be a little bit harsh. I know we've got a very long season, and it's, the only, it's probably one of the only ways to do it, but to have such a good season, Cremorne, to to lose on their surface and then to also lose the next on to go follow the next day, play on grass and lose as well. Must be disappointing for them. But uh Glenorchy Rodman and Sandy Bay must be pretty pleased to make not only the Premier League final but the Division Two final as well. Uh, in Division Three, similar scenario to Division Two, we've got Howrah versus Glenorchy Rodman. So off the right off the top world well on Glenorchy Rodman Premier, uh, Div two, Div three all in the grand final. But uh, once again, the team that finished on top of the ladder, Taruna. Now, this was a team that scored more points than any other t- um, team in any division. And uh, they're out in straight sets. They had Andrew McKenzie, who was undefeated during the season. Uh, lost on Saturday and lost on Sunday. Um, but it, I guess it goes back to the point of how disappointed are Cremorne and Taruna. I guess their goal at the start of the season was to get promoted, which they've, which they've done. Um, I personally think it'd be great to then play on and win a grand final, but I guess they've knocked out in straight sets, but they can walk away going, you know what, we were the best team for the whole season. We're going to go up a division and, and let's see how we go. So although Trina must be feeling disappointed, um, Howard and Glenorchy Rodman are going to be keen to play some good bowls and, and see how they go. Uh, once we move on to the, the lower divisions, we'll start to see, uh, well, in uh, was it Division 4, Glenorchy City and Howrah. Glenorchy City have made both Division 4 and Division 6 final, and Howrah 
in same Division Four, Division Six. So not only do we have Premier League and Division Two, the same matchups with Rodman and Zandy Bay, but uh, Glenorchy City, formerly uh, Berrydale, are going to be playing Howrah in both Division Four and Division Six. And if you've been paying attention, that means Howrah has also made three grand finals. So Rodman three grand finals, Howrah three grand finals, Glenorchy City two grand finals, Sandy Bay two grand finals. So um. Those clubs have been very successful this year, and it's a credit to them. Uh, in the next division, Division 5, we've got New Norfolk versus Sorrell. So Sorrell, sorry, I, I omitted Sorrell. They've also made two grand finals, so they've got to be uh, pretty pleased with their efforts. And Division 6 sees Glenorchy City Howard, we've already talked about. In the Challenger, we see Taruna taking on uh, Buckingham. So good luck to all those teams making grand finals. Everyone has been... Uh, playing all season to get to this point, so uh, good luck to those players. Before we get to the interviews, I think we may as well cover the, the champion of champions, and um, I think there was some great coverage on, on Facebook for those people who missed it, of uh, the end by end description, and I'm pretty sure it was Ryan Guy, I've, I've mixed up the guys before, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Ryan that was down there that was giving us the, the updates, and it was, it was really valuable for those people that weren't able to make it down for whatever reason. It was good to see what was going on, and it beat Jared Long that ended up end up taking out the, the open crown, defeating Peter Bannister by only one shot, 25 to 24, and he did a difficult way down 24-22, uh, managed three ends of one shot in a row, uh, which Peter's probably had nightmares over the last few nights, but Jared's had a very good season and a deserving uh, winner of the Champion of Champions. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Um, for him to qualify for the National Champion of Champions, he's only going to have to beat the Northern representative. I know Leon Webb won the Northwest, and he won it back-to-back in the Northwest, so well done to Leon. But I uh, was told by a reliable source that Leon isn't able to play the State Champion of Champions, so Jared's only going to be playing one match against the Northern counterpart to see if he'll be representing the State in the National Champion of Champions. And, uh, hopefully he does a, a good job representing the South. And just quickly, the B-grade champion champions was also a pretty uh, uh, close encounter. Chris White from the Buckingham Bowls Club got off to a, a great start, but it was Scott McKinley from Beltana who was able to uh, claw back the difference and ended up being the, the champion for the B-grade uh, champion of champions. So well done to Scott McKinley from Beltana Bowls Club. I think it's probably a good time now for me to stop talking and to pass it over to the the bowlers to get their points of view from the grand final. Um, before I do go on to the interviews, I've had a, a bit of feedback that some people have had troubles actually listening to the interviews. If you could please let me know. If you can't hear the people I'm interviewing very well, or if you can't hear me very well, um, let me know. Um, I'm not 100% sure what I can do about it, but I might be able to invest in a proper microphone of some sort if that's uh, necessary. Um, so if the quality of the broadcast yeah, isn't very good, please let me know so I can do try and fix it. But uh, let's head out to the practice session at Beltana where I chatted to five different players and then we'll follow that up with the interview with Josh Tegg from the Rodman Bowls Club. Cheers. I've just turned up to the Beltana Bowls Club to watch the 
practice session for Glenorchy Rodman and Sandy Bay. Uh, the green looks to be running about 12 and a half, 13 seconds. Not as quick as I thought it might be. But uh, hopefully it gives a good chance to speak to some of the players and get their opinions before the uh, grand final. So let me try and see if I can grab some of the players and, and see what they think. Uh, so after the last time we spoke with uh, Josh Mabby, he's found himself in a grand final, so he requested to speak to us again. Uh, how are you finding the conditions during the practice, Josh? Uh, just a little bit windy, a little bit overcast, but the green's running pretty well. And you must be pretty happy to um, make the grand final. Your, your brother's been in some pretty good form, but you had a good win yourself against Leroy and must give you some confidence going into the game against Glenorchy Rodman. Yeah, no, Brad's, Brad's been in pretty good form. He's holding, he's lifted a notch. Um, yeah, the win against Lee was pretty good. Like, his front end didn't play great, but, you know, takes away the, the danger a little bit if your front end's playing pretty well. So, pretty excited, pretty pumped, and, yeah, I reckon, reckon we're in with a really good shot. And do you reckon there's uh, going to be any nerves when it comes to Saturdays? We just see Brad putting a good bowl there uh, for two shots for the practice, though. But uh, any nerves going to be there on Saturday? Oh, of course. I reckon. Like, there's, I think there's a few boys in our team uh, haven't played a final before. Um, but on the other end of the scale, I think you know most of our team has been in a lot of a lot of finals before with Bobby and Phil Hobbs and you know, a few boys like that. So I think nerves will play a factor. But you know, I reckon halfway through that'll be gone. Well, best of luck, Josh. I'll let you get back to practice. Looks like it's about to be uh, your bowl, but uh, good luck for Saturday. Cheers. Thanks very much. Uh, next, we've got uh, Phil Hobbs from Sandy Bay Bowls Club. Uh, Phil, you must have been pleased with how the boys went against uh, Glenorchy Rodman in the uh, uh, the major semi-final, but disappointed not to get over the line. Um, well, we were, but um, there's a definite home ground advantage for the Glenorchy boys at, at uh, their own club. It's it's a it's a long green, and our green's a short green, so. To get within a shot was was a good result for us. Um, it would have been nice to pick up the extra one or two that we needed, but um, nobody went home disappointed. It must be good to uh, look around the team and just see a lot of players with uh, finals experience. Someone like Bobby Bye, who's won about a thousand uh, titles in Division One, now the Premier League. Uh, it must be good to have those players be able to uh, give their advice to the younger players in the team that you've got coming through. Um, it's surprisingly settling when when you sit down before the game. Um, and um, Bob and some of the other senior players say a few words to the younger guys. Um, it keeps everything settled down. People go into the game with a lot more confidence because of what they're told. And uh, how? what's your read of the conditions at the moment? Obviously we're practising in a, a little bit of wind here and the green's not as fast as you, as you would expect. How, how's the green running for practice and what are you expecting for Saturday? I think it'll be a little bit quicker than this on Saturday. The weather forecast is good for the day, and I think we've seen like the last of the rain, really, once these showers clear. Um, it's a dry, hard green. It's pretty true. It draws both hands. Um, playing this way, perhaps one side's a little bit tighter than when you play the other way, but I think it'll be a good enough green to give a fair contest, so we're happy with it. Well, while there is a bit of a shower, it might give me a bit of a chance to get out of the rain, but uh, good luck for the weekend, and I uh, hope you play well. Thanks, David. And uh, now from the Glenorchy Rodman's Bowl Club is uh, Mick Sweeney. Welcome, Moose. How are you doing? Very well, thanks, David. Now, uh, obviously, last year you were a Premiership player. I think the only, only one on the green to won the Premiership last year. Must uh, feel good to have an opportunity to go back-to-back. -back. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, how do you find the, the build-up different from uh, last year? This obviously playing a different club. People have got different ideas. What's the, what's the main differences you found? I think the main difference is a lot of these blokes haven't played in the grand final. Uh, so... 
the build-up to the grand final, they're more excited. We were very, we've been uh, played in grand finals before. We played that was our second grand final in a row. Yep. Uh, these blokes haven't, yep. you know. So there's one bloke hasn't played for 22 years in a grand final. So big difference. So I guess it's just being able to harness that energy into a, a positive, uh, f- positive mindset on the on the day and trying to play to the best of your ability. Absolutely, but we've got a lot of experience in our side, and I reckon uh, that's what will probably get us over the line with the experience of the players. Now, despite it only being one shot in the semi-final, it must have been good to to get the win. I guess now it's going to be a case of proving you can do it on a on a neutral venue. Yeah, we had a couple of rinks which um, didn't play up to their ability and um, to get over the line still by two shots, I still think that a bit of improvement in those, we can do okay. And uh, a bit of, uh, I guess, uh, Rodman are always known for their, uh, how would you say it? Uh, banter. The banter on, on the green. Is, is it a case of uh, being able to control that or is it something they can use to their advantage? Uh, use to your advantage. I don't mind the banter a bit. <laughs> No, but uh, good banter's good. Yeah, but uh, you always have to make sure you let your bowls do talking as well. But uh, best of luck for the final, Moose. Hopefully it's a close contest. Thanks very much, David. Uh, Next we've got uh, Alex McCool, who's uh, I think going to be the youngest player on on the green. Uh, Welcome, Alex, to the show. Thank you. Uh, How old are you at the moment, Alex? 16. And so you must be uh, looking forward to playing in your first Division 1 grand final? Yeah, a bit nervous though. Must have been a, a pretty big decision to change clubs uh, during the during the season, but not being given opportunity at Bucks, um, you're keen to, to play with Roddy's? Yeah, very keen. And how have you found it? Well, a bit tough. In, in what way? I just playing with Lee, you know, a bit tough on a slow green each week. Yeah, you got uh, obviously with with Lee, you got some high expectations, but you've also been able to see some uh, high quality bowls being put down. Yes, a lot. What's been one of the the major differences you found in in this season playing at such a a high level? Uh, finishing on top of the ladder and getting a chance. Yeah, so being able to take on take on that uh, that double chance, you must have been pretty pleased with how the the semi final went. Yeah, very keen. And uh, do you think you're going to be a little bit nervous heading into the the grand final? Yeah. When, what are you what are you going to try and do to, to help that? Just not try to think about the crowd too much. Yeah, excellent. Well, best of luck for the uh, final arcs. Hopefully it's uh, the first of many. Thank you. Uh, the next person who's been kind enough to give up some of his practice time is uh, Bryce Guy from the Sandy Bay Bowls Club. Welcome, Bryce. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, must have been a bit of a, a strange feeling on on the weekend playing against your brother and uh, obviously him feeling the agony of defeat and you feeling the, the joy of the win. Yeah, it was good to defeat him, but um, at the end of the day, it's only a game and well done for them getting that far. Was there a, a bit of banter after the game? What is, what's the relationship like with you and your brother or is it something you'll uh, just keep quiet now? Small banter during the game, actually. There was not much said after the game. Yeah. It must just be pleasing for, for you to see you both playing well. Obviously, you've both taken different paths to different clubs, but to have both made it to finish second and third this season must be a, a good feeling for you and your brother. Yeah, it's an awesome feeling, yeah. From last season, then the people we lost, and same as then, they picked up a couple of big players, and it's good for the comp. Now, I think I'm right in saying you, this is your, your first grand final. Uh, how do you think you're going to approach the game? Oh, just as any other game, really. A little bit more nervous because it's me first, but I will just go out there and just bowl. And and do you have any players at the club that uh, that help you? Might guide you a little bit on on how best to focus for the game. Yeah, Skip, Benny, Dayton, and Old Auto, they and Josh Mad, they helped me out a lot during the year. And yeah, thank you, thank them for it. 
Well, it's uh, it's great to see you uh, bowling well, and uh, I wish you the best of luck for the, the final. And uh, hopefully uh, there'll be more success. But uh, there'll be a, a Roddy's team out there keen to make sure they're the ones on top too. Cheers, Dave. <laughs> And the next guest we've got for Talking Bowls this week, and it's uh, kind of a bit of symmetry here because we spoke to him in the, the first week of the season down at the Kingborough Bowl Centre, and now it's the last week of the season. But I welcome uh, Josh Teg from the Rodman Bowls Club. Welcome, Josh. Thanks, uh, mate. Now, you must be uh, really looking forward to the, the weekend. You must be pleased with the boys' efforts to get, uh, this, to, get to this stage so far. with the team's form. I think you're, you're almost undefeated in, I think it's close to 15 matches. But um, but more recently, you've had some close results, but you've been able to show the, uh, the ability to get over the line at the end of the day. seem like the the sides are pretty evenly matched. Maybe Roddy's had a little bit of an advantage at the back end and, and Sandy Bay the front end. Um, does that put a bit of pressure on your front end to make sure you, they get off to a good start or do you think they've been, still, I guess they've, in your eyes they've been playing pretty well already? Yeah. 
different. Um, we, the old saying goes, don't you got to lose one to win one. Yeah. Um, I've, I've never been a big believer in it myself, but um, you know, I, I guess now that I've sort of been there and, and had that loss, I know what it's like. So this year it is a bit different. And I think last year we sort of went in as the hunted because we hadn't lost uh, right up to round one. After round one last year, and, um, uh, and went through and got beaten up the last game of the year. Whereas this year it's a bit, a bit different. I think the boys are a lot more focused on the game, and they know what's required coming into the uh, coming into the Saturday game. So it's a little bit different this time around. I think we're a bit more focused. But I'd be lying if I said the nerves were still there, mate. But uh, you know, everything settles down once you get that first win out of the way. Well, it's definitely uh, Rod. Rod is. Uh, you must be enjoying, I guess, this this bit of a, a bit of a surge. Like you've you've been at the club now for for 13 years. You were saying, and it's it's two grand finals in a row. And I guess now it's just a case of why you've got the opportunities and you've got the, the strong players of the club. Uh, the club just needs to grab these opportunities, almost get that monkey off the back, and it could uh, open the floodgates. Yeah, spot on, Dave. Um, I guess um, you know the talk of the the premiership window, I guess, is there and. Um, there's a lot of players finishing up at the end of the year, mate. So, um, you know, for a few of us, it's our last crack at it, um, myself included. Um, you know, we want to make the most of the opportunity. I mean, we've only got uh, one player from the 1977 Premiership side still playing bowls. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's, that's huge for our club, you know, to, to think that one player is still going around 37 years on. It's, um, it's not something that's... Um, Saturday night, but um, you're speaking. Yeah, <laughs> Mad Monday, but you're speaking about yourself. I know at the the start of the season it was almost looking like you weren't actually going to be playing, but you you decided not to change jobs. Has um has that decision have you has it helped you to in, really enjoy the season, knowing that this may be the the last chance you get for for a little while at least? Yeah, it's um, oh, it's, it's a bit different this time, mate. Uh, to be honest, I mean, last year, um, you know, playing. It's my 20th season now, and um, to not play in the grand final up until last year, um, it was, um, it's been a long road. Um, to, to finally get these, these couple of opportunities, it means, um, means a lot. So, um, you know, at the start of the year, I honestly didn't think I was going to play. Um, so to, to go around once more, is, um, it's been a, you know, it's a bit more relaxing. I've been able to enjoy the game a lot more. Um, a few of the younger lads uh, a little bit, not a great deal, but yeah. um, you know, um, the, yeah, I just you know, want to walk off that green on Saturday. Know that I've given the club everything I've got, but um, if uh, I walk off with a win, mate, that'll be all the more sweeter. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll see uh, at about five o'clock on Saturday, Arvo, I guess, mate. Exactly. Well, well, best of luck. Um... It's, uh, I always enjoy playing against you, and uh, hopefully, uh, well, I say good luck to both the teams, but uh, a bit of a soft spot, and I think you're a bit of a gentleman for some of the things you said on Facebook after the grand final last year, so hopefully uh, 
you can uh, get over the line and uh, go out on top. Good on you, Dave. Appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, all the best to uh, all those playing in finals on Saturday. Cheers. Thanks for your time, Josh. Good on you, mate. Cheers. A big thank you to all those players that were prepared to uh, give up some of their time and uh, some of them uh, were a bit more talkative than others, but I think uh, some of them really hadn't experienced the uh, those types of questions before, so it was, uh, it was good to hear a variety of responses. But uh, thinking of the, the big game, so you're Sandy Bay, who I'm not 100% sure of the actual numbers, but it seems like they've won... 10 of the last 15 premierships. Uh, might be a little bit less, but they've definitely, they're always in it. They're always, they've only missed one final series of the last about 27. Uh, against Rodman, who last year made the grand final, probably the first time in about 20 years, haven't won a premiership in a long time. Uh, I think a lot of this game is going to be, be really played between the years because you've got Sandy Bay, who are predominantly a younger team. They've, and this is what Sandy Bay have always done. They give their younger players a chance and they put them in at the deep end. They just throw them in and say, well, there you go. If you skip, and that's where you're going to learn. And, but they support them by giving them senior players in their team to really be able to tell them what they need to be focused on. And they really have that relaxed attitude, which I think is going to be their strength going into the grand final. Rodman, on the other, on the other hand, have a team full of players who haven't won a premiership before. Now, there are a few in there. There's at least two I can think of off the top of my head that have won one. But most of them haven't won one before. And last year was their first grand final. Some of them, this year's their first grand final. And there almost comes this pressure for them that this is a premiership they need to win. And I really think how the Rodman players handle that pressure the expectation of a win is going to decide this grand final. You look at the teams on paper, they match up pretty evenly. I've said it before in the interviews, I think Sandy Bay have a better front end and Rodman have a better back end. Now, that's all fine and good because at the end of the day, how people play on the day is what's going to happen. Last year, Rodman fell behind early and I feel as though some of their players really got into their heads that, oh my God, this can't be happening. They can't allow this to happen. And I've seen on Facebook people putting hashtags, don't panic. And that's what Rodman need to do, is to not panic. They need to trust themselves that they have the ability to win the game. Sandy Bay have youth on their side. They have fearlessness on their side. They're just going to go out there and play because they feel as though they've got nothing to lose. They are the team that's not expected to win. And if they can win the premiership, it's going to be one they've stolen from Rodman. Rodman have the pressure, but they've got the pressure because they're the best team. You look at their results across the season, they have played the best. But like Phil Hobbs said in the interview, this is now on a neutral ground. We're no longer have got home ground advantage. We're now playing on a, on a green. No one's played this direction before. This is not the normal direction for the Beltana top green. The players have practiced on it during the week. And now it's going to be a chance of who can handle the conditions better. And you talk about handling the conditions, the forecast for the weekend looks as though it's going to be pretty good. There's going to be no, no rain, there's going to be no wind, and the players have been practicing in the wind. It's going to be brand new conditions for them playing on the Saturday. 
I'm really hoping it's going to be a great grand final. I hope people get there and support whichever team you want to go for. And I, I find it really interesting who the crowd is going to go for. Are they going to go for a Rodman team who have been the favourites all year? Because traditionally it's the Australian way to go for the underdogs. But having said that, Sandy Bay have created this dynasty where they've won so many premierships in the last 15 years that it's <laughs> it's just it's amazing, really. It's, it's just uh, it's a credit to their club how many premierships they've won. So as a neutral supporter, who do you turn up and go for? I think that's going to be uh, really interesting. And both clubs, it's not like this is the only grand final they're in, so everyone from their club is going to be there. People are going to be spread out across different venues. But uh, let's just hope for a cracking game. Last year, the grand final came down to the last bowl, um, and there was only a shot in it. This year, the when they played each other um, last weekend, only two shots in it. I wouldn't be fantastic if it came down to the last bowl again. Oh, fingers crossed it goes to four extra ends. But uh, then it would really be a test of nerves. Uh, all I can say to the um, 32 bowlers playing in the Premier League, to the, to the 14 teams playing in all the different divisions, actually it might be 16 teams, um, best of luck. Hopefully you play at your best. Hopefully you can walk off the green thinking that um, you've left nothing, like just no stone unturned, that you've practised, you've uh, you've tried your best, you've tried to handle the conditions what you can, and so be it. Uh, I think it's, it's a bit of a reality check when you probably log on to Facebook and you see some of the North and Northwest players that are really going through some suffering at the moment. We've we've lost some players. We've got people that have that have un really unfortunately lost their children, or their children are, are really unwell. And at the end of the day, bowls is a game, and I've been really impressed with the camaraderie that has happened, especially in the north and the northwest, and the friendships that we get from this game. And I just hope that the game is played in the right spirits, that the people in the North and Northwest are still able to get out there and play the best they can because it's not easy. And I think there are a lot of players out there that should be, should have really have their heads held high for the way they've handled themselves in the last week and the last two weeks for a lot of players. So, even with some of the sad news coming from the north and northwest coast, I just hope people can get out there, enjoy the game. Um, only one team's going to win, one team's going to lose. And you may be lucky enough to, to be the winners and, and enjoy it. But if you're the losers, hold your head up high. You've done a great job to make the final. And, and be a good sport and congratulate the opposition because at the end of the day, they've played the better bowls. So that's it from me. Um, Thanks to everyone for, for listening. Hopefully the, the audio has been pretty good. And uh, I've said it enough, but let's hope for a cracking weekend. And fingers crossed the weather's, uh, the weather's good for, for some good bowls. Cheers.